Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Saturday, December the 3rd, 2022. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are talking about one year from today. Where do you want to be? What does that look like? How do we get there? And is our prediction going to be anywhere near what the actual reality becomes? We'll see. And I'll talk about all that on this episode real quick. Just some housekeeping things before we roll right in. If you guys want to train with me, um, get all my personal weekly workouts, full programs, most of our transformations are going to be in here. The Jeremy Scott Fitness app is live, jeremyscottfitness.app. The link is in the show notes. You guys get a week for free, free seven-day trial. If you like it, you guys can stay on. I believe if you do the yearly option, it costs you about 25 cents per day, 23 cents per day, somewhere in there. It's super cheap. Um, new stuff is loaded every single week. We answer all your questions. Basically, the program becomes what you guys make it. Uh, all ability levels, intermediate, beginner, uh, advanced, we have everything inside of there. And again, I'm loading stuff every single week for 52 weeks per year. There's over a thousand videos in there already. Upper body, lower body, mat cons. We have hotel workouts, all the mobility flows. Uh, there's nutrition piece. A lot of our nutrition content is in there. Our macro guides, smoothie guides, full supplement guides. I guide you guys through. And the thousands of people that are in there, they can all attest that I answer every single question that you guys ask inside of there to get you where you need to go. So regardless if you live in Arizona or you're in a different country altogether, you can join us for free. Try it for a week. JeremyScottFitness.app if you like it. You guys can stay on for there. We have a bunch of major stuff coming in January. And again, right now they're in about day 20 of this pretty intense 30 for 30 challenge that's going on. So if you guys want to check it out, all that's inside there, jeremyscottfitness.app, and you guys are rolling. Also, this episode is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens, the one thing I take every single day. If you do not eat enough fruits and vegetables, this would be the one thing I would add into your life. And even if you do eat fruits and vegetables every day, which most adults do not, you're still probably not getting nearly enough, which would be like 10 to 12 servings per day. That's a lot to choke down. So if you want to try Athletic Greens, it's the best tasting greens on the planet. We'll give you a year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. The site is athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott to get hooked up with that offer. The link is in the show notes. But if you want to try a sample 100% for free, no questions asked, just DM us, email us, however you get in contact with us, and we will mail sample pack right to your front door. You can try it for free, see if you like it before you buy it, and then get hooked up with all the free stuff from there. Is anybody else offering that? The answer is no. I've never heard or seen anybody doing that, but that's what we've been doing here for the last couple of years, trying to help you guys get as healthy as possible and trying something before you buy it. So it's my gift to you. And again, we've all drinking much worse things in our life, taking shots of, you know, Jägermeister or, you know, pounding Irish car bombs, and that does no good for your body. This at least will help you cover the micronutrient needs for the day. There's probiotics in here, digestive enzymes as well. And like I said, in terms of greens, it's the best tasting that I have found. It's the one thing I'll never make an excuse not to take. I travel with it. It's great. Um, so if you guys want to check it out, hit me up for the free samples. Otherwise, 
Links in the show notes, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott will give you guys five free travel packs with your first order and a full year supply of vitamin D3 with the K2, which you should already be taking because it is amazing for you and your life. Last, our friends at Beam CBD. Uh, beamtlc.com you put in the code jeremy scott 20% off all products 35% off all subscriptions i take the dream product as my kind of nightly sleep aid i shouldn't say nightly i take it five or six nights a week there might be a week uh, a day of the week where i stay up later last night which i'll talk about in a second here um, but most of the time, so I can kind of stay in a normal sleeping routine, this is what I'll take. There's no THC in it. You will not get high. It's not habit forming. You don't wake up feeling groggy. You just wake up feeling like a badass, ready to kick the shit out of the day. So if that sounds like something you need, or if you want, you know, a little help with your sleep quality, which honestly, if you're talking about like, what's a, what's a secret supplement that you could take to make your life better, it would be sleep. Um, you can hit me up. We'll give you a free I think they're free week packets now. I think we have these packets here that are five, like five nights worth. Uh, the ones that we have, I think, are the chocolate cinnamon, which is the one that I do. Heather likes all the flavors, and she takes it, I think, every single night, even travels with it. Um, so, again, uh, they have a, way more stuff on there. They have all the oils and the salves and the balms and a lot of, if you're into CBD and kind of the more uh, holistic approach to things as opposed to popping a bunch of, you know, harsher habit forming pills. They have all that on the site. You guys get a discount on everything. But if you do want free samples of the dream product, hit me up and we'll send those to you. You can try it for a week for free. See if it helps you sleep. And then just use the code Jeremy Scott on beamtlc.com for all of the savings. All the other sponsors are in the show notes. Our friends at JLab Pro, where we get our protein, turmeric, collagen, krill oils, sleeves sold separately, which is where I get my joggers and hoodies. If you guys see our Instagram videos, I wear uh, sleeves sold separately almost exclusively in a majority of the training videos. And then our friends at Kettle and Fire Bone Broth, which it's cold and flu season, uh, we can get you guys a huge discount on their bone broth. They'll ship it right to you. It is the best tasting for sure. And again, if you're trying to build up your immune system and be healthy, bone broth it is especially when i feel like maybe i'm getting a little bit run down or i got a cold kind of coming on i will do bone broth every single day until i feel like i'm back on track we did a video inside of our app uh probably a couple weeks ago called like my immunity stack which i talk about athletic greens in there i talk about the bone broth in there we dig into some other things with zinc and vitamin c and elderberry and all that again it's inside the app you can look at the video for free i go in great depth but the point is is i do throw the bone broth in there and a i like how it tastes especially when it's a little bit colder here Uh, and believe it or not in arizona it does get colder today the sun is for some reason decided to not come out and it's a little bit chilly i have a candle on and i actually have the heat on i have become that soft of a human uh, at this point Uh, my minnesota roots have have left me i uh i always hated the cold as a kid like i was just fucking miserable uh just i I never liked it i loved summertime probably because i didn't have to go to school and i hated school too but it was just everything about summer was magical and everything about winter just sucked other than it was basketball season and you could just hoop all day and listen to 90s hip-hop but I digress. Uh, I like drinking the bone broth when it's uh, cooler out. And this time of year for us here, it is cool. Even if 40 degrees is, is cold, it's cold for me. But anyways, we're talking about where you want to be a year from today, what that looks like, and is what you're doing today actually going to get you there. And I'll share this story really fast because this podcast 
was supposed to happen yesterday. And I like to think I am very organized. Uh, some people might say my personality is intense when it comes to certain things just because of, I don't know, the way I speak and the way that I, I move and cut and kind of operate here. So I like to think I'm organized and I have, you know, my organizational shit together, if you will. Uh, I'm very diligent. Uh, I've been doing this solo uh, for 13 years. I've never, knock on wood, uh, been late to work. I've never missed a day because I'm sick. I've never confused uh, a day on with a day off. So I kind of have things together. And yesterday I'm working from home in the morning. We have some people here, uh, you know, kind of shadowing and, and some some staff stuff going on. And I'm just kind of communicating with those guys. I'm doing the things at my house. And one of my really good friends that uh, came up with us was getting married. And uh, he's from Minnesota. He's been here even longer than I have. There's a, there's a group of us criminals who all uh, live here uh, from the Midwest now. And his wedding was coming up. And so I text uh, another buddy of mine, Dave. And I'm like, hey, Dave, Heather's actually out of town. So I'm going to be going to the wedding solo, just making sure you and uh, your wife, Jacqueline, are going to be there. What time are you guys rolling in? This is yesterday, Friday the 2nd, about 11 a.m. Before I'm about to head up here, get a workout in, do a podcast, and kind of go through all my work progressions and uh, talk to our team here. And he texts me back. He's like, yo, uh, I actually made the same mistake about a week ago. His wedding is actually today. And I'm like, what? I go, it's Friday. Go, that, that can't be right. I RSVP to this thing. We have the little, you know, save the date on the fridge. I go over to the fridge. Sure as shit. 12-2. My dumbass was convinced the wedding was today, on Saturday, when in all reality, it was actually on Friday. If I don't text my homie Dave and make sure him and his wife are coming at a certain time, I'm probably getting ready for this wedding here in a little bit, and then I'm driving my dumbass over there, and I'll show up and no one will be there. Uh, luckily... And funny enough, he made the same mistake, and his wife's like, yeah, I told him to text you last week, and like a dude, he spaced it, and uh, here we are. But luckily, um, I had texted him, and I had about three and a half hours of lead time. The wedding was at 3.30, and this was at 11 a.m., so I could still run up here quick, get a workout, move some stuff around, and so today I'm doing this podcast, and uh probably tomorrow doing all the work shit that I couldn't do yesterday because my whole week kind of got thrown off track. But, you know, I'm, that ties into this podcast just for the fact of you sometimes have a plan, whether it be for a two-day plan or a two-week plan or a two-year plan, and life throws you curveballs. That's just going to happen. And you just have to be willing to pivot and uh, make the best of it. And I made it to his wedding on time, uh, saw some really, really close friends that I have not seen just because we're all, you know, scattered across the world now. And with kids and careers, things obviously get busy, like you all know. Probably the most fun I've had all year, just spending about four or five hours with these core group of dudes. And some of these guys, again, like I said, I haven't seen him in maybe a year or even two years in person. We're all like on these group text threads and we communicate, you know, that way and still keep a relationship. Uh, but these are guys that I've, you know, been through 
at all with over the years. And it's, it's like you never skipped a beat. You know what I mean? Like when you haven't seen somebody and it's like, oh shit, man, I didn't, I didn't realize they were going to be there. And, uh, just had a great time. And I got home, um, after we, we you know, we're reminiscing all night, sharing stories, you realize like, wow, for me anyway, I'm like, these dudes are just like me, uh, different careers, uh, different stages of, you know, their family life and whatever, but at our core, we're all the fucking same. And it just feels good to be around that when you, and not that I don't love our community here and stuff, but we grew up the same at our core. We're the same person. And I say that because I'm watching my friend Dylan who got married. He's a uh, 45 years old. And, uh, I could talk about this story all day. If you would, I could have put money on the people I thought would get married first, second, third, fourth, fifth, tenth of our friends. And the fact that like Dylan is actually married is, you know, is surprising to me. And, and probably the happiest I've ever been for a friend of mine to watch them get married. And I'm watching him just be so fucking uncomfortable doing the wedding stuff where they pull you up, you kind of got to give a speech, you know, they play the shoe game or they have you doing like the electric slide and they're taking photos and he was at my wedding so he could see how uncomfortable I was doing that shit. And now eight, nine years later, I can watch him do it. And I'm like, God, we are the same fucking person at our core, which was, which was great and, uh, and amazing. And probably my, my favorite day of the year so far, just because without relationships and without people, you know, what is this really about life? I mean, and I text Heather that last night because she's gone and uh, she's in Texas this weekend. I text her, I go, you know, fuck the work schedule and all the things I didn't get done and had to do and how this kind of threw my Friday, you know, for a loop. None of that shit matters. The podcast is still here. The emails and all the, the stuff I have to reply to today or tomorrow is still going to be there. That day is not coming again. And without those relationships, without those people and the memories and the conversations, what the fuck are we even doing in life, right? Like to me, that's everything. And maybe that's why I still run an in-person gym and why I do the things I do here that, you know, financially maybe don't make sense uh, for a business model or, or certain things. But without the relationships and without that community and without your tribe, what is the what is money even worth? Like, what is having the, the nicest car even worth or having a, a 10,000 square foot house even worth? Like, and I mean that with all sincerity, and I'm, I'm asking you guys, like, what the fuck are we even doing here on this planet if we don't have that, because I feel like I could have $50 million. I could have every luxury car. I could have multiple vacation homes. But if I didn't have like my wife, if I didn't have my friends, if I didn't have this group of people, I think I would be just super sad and empty and it would mean fucking nothing because there's nobody to share it with. And I don't need my, you know, my friends, they know me as I'm always going to be who I was to them and, and that's vice versa. But for us to communicate and talk and I can share, you know, what I'm doing with work and this, and it, I, it's a shared experience. My success is their success and vice versa. We all kind of built each other up and we all helped each other through a multitude of things. And to me, that's what life is. And so 
the older I get, I've realized that more and more and more, like things should not be just transactional. They're relationship based. And that's what I try to do with everything. And I've said this on this podcast, you know, for the, the five years we've done it. I'm really fucking lucky, man. Like I've been dealt shit cards in my life and, and, and certain things have went wrong. And, you know, I have the, I can share 80 fucking sad stories like everybody else can. Anybody who's over the age of probably 10, you all been through some shit, right? And you're going to pick up more shit along the way. Things are just going to go, go south. But in one way, I'm one of the luckiest people I think ever because I've been able to be part of this, you know, family, we call it. It's, it's our KV family for basically about 25-ish years of my life. So when I was a young teenager till now, and we've stayed in touch, and we've stayed in contact, and these are people, we just really give a shit about each other. These are your friends. These are your ride or dies, your fucking day one people. And uh, I have a huge group of those. And a lot of people don't have that. And I always knew it was rare. Uh, I guess maybe when I went to college, I really started to realize when I would talk about, hey, I go back, we play basketball together once a year. We're on these email and text rings, and these are my friends, and we do all these things. And none of my teammates had that. And the older I get, to e- to be able to hang on to that and keep it going is a, is really a rare and, uh, and a special thing. So uh, I just want to share that. That it really doesn't have a lot to do with you guys, like where you'll be at a year from now. But... I think it's important, and I guess the takeaway would be is, and I'm I'm as guilty of this as anybody. I've I've given up a lot to to do this and be here and give to you guys and build this business and and make the money and do all the shit that we've done. But I've never not put that first. Your friends, your relationships, you have to keep those no matter what. Don't let your pursuit of you know prestige or a career or money or whatever it is or entrepreneurship or whatever your goal is come at the cost of relationships with the people that are closest to you now you can't be best friends with everybody and you can't please everyone all the time and I don't know where to draw that line for you but you have to keep those because if I did not have that in my life today even with all the other things I have there would be this huge piece that's missing. And again, spending the last five hours, you know, last night with these dudes, like really just affirm like, man, uh, you got a pretty great fucking life, dude. And uh, just appreciate it and, and hold on to this because it's a rare thing that you have it. And, you know, it's something worth keeping. But that's my, my basically 15 minute rant before we dig into the episode here. Uh, I do want to share one thing and I'm going to jump around, obviously, on this episode because I got a couple of pieces from uh, Pat Rigsby on here. Um, Justin Yule put out a, a great piece as well, and they, they really do connect together to kind of, you know, close out 2022 and bring you into, you know, the new year, hopefully, kicking ass with some goals and, and a North Star of, you know, where you want to go, but maybe more importantly, like where you're at today and how you connect the dots from A to B. And now this first little piece, I don't know where this little script came from. Uh, it could be uh, Zach Evanesh, it could be Justin Yule, it could be Tyler English, it could be Todd Durkin. Uh, I'm basically just listing off all the older people uh, like I am uh, in fitness now that I have uh, seen and, and listened to and read stuff from over the last you know 10 plus years or so. And so I can't take credit for this. If somebody knows the originator, um, please share it with them. 
Um, but obviously it's somebody who's been in fitness probably as long as me or, or maybe even longer. So, you know, one of us old fuckers who was around before, uh, social media, um, existed. It's more so for the younger crowd here and the people who, if you're in fitness right now and you're younger, this is for you. If you're just in a younger career right now, this is for you. If you're just a younger person, and even if you're old, you can take something away from it. But I want to read this real fast. And and I quote, in the world where the average fitness coach has a career lifespan of approximately 18 to 24 months, what I've been doing would be considered a long time. Um, I'm going to say that again. This is me just talking freely here. A lot of young fitness coaches and people will come in here who follow us from Instagram and on the podcast and different things. And I had three of them actually this morning uh, come in. I had people earlier here this week. There's like some kind of fitness conference in town and uh, geographically I'm close enough to it where people want to kind of stop in and say hi and just, you know, give us our flowers, if you will, and say all these positive things about me because I've been in it for a long time in comparison, 13 years solo. Uh, been training people since 2005. So I'm, you know, fucking ancient compared to some of these kids. And uh, the average lifespan of a fitness coach is between 18 and 24 months. That's how long a lot of people stay in the industry. And that sounds really short. And it kind of caught me off guard when I read it at first. But if I think about it, I've had a lot of people um, work here with me over the years. Not a lot of people, I would say there's uh, been six or seven total coaches, give or take. And uh, that's right about the average 18 to 24 months, we have a coach before they tend to leave the industry um, for a handful of reasons, which I'll, I'll talk about in a second. But where less than 50% of people in fitness have five years of experience, and maybe less than 10% have more than a decade in the field. It makes me part of a very small group. So the average fitness coach, 18, 24 months, less than 50% of people in fitness have five years of experience and less than 10% have been doing fitness for more than 10 years. That makes me, my friends, a very rare breed in this industry. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. If you've been in fitness for more than a decade, even if you're just a, a complete lazy ass and you don't really give a shit about it and you're just doing it for a paycheck... I'll give you credit, man, because you've probably learned something and you have at least a decent amount of resolve and you're not completely jaded by, you know, the profession or the industry at this point. But honestly, if you've been doing it for 10 plus years, you probably care enough to actually learn a couple of things. But I guess, you know, part of that's because fitness coaching is still like a young field. Uh, It's a first generation career, really. Most of the very first fitness pros are still in the game and it's not, you know, traditionally an apprenticeship model you tend not to come up working under someone's wing. A side note, I'm trying to allow people to do that here with me uh, in all facets, and I'm really an open book with that. Anybody who has worked here uh, with me has gone on to be what I would consider successful, whether it be in the fitness industry, and oftentimes it's outside of the fitness industry. And I'm not saying I have anything to do with that success, but I do try to show them Um, how fucking hard it is to make something work if you want to be all the things. And 
answer every question they have and give them a blueprint and an outline to be successful and basically take our machine here and apply it to wherever they go. So historically though, that has not been a model that's available. And in part, it's because, you know, fitness is a, is a tough business. I'm not saying, you know, you're out, you know, fighting and doing like any crazy shit. And in comparison to a lot of uh, industries and fields, it's, you know, it's pretty chill. But when I mean it's a tough business, the hours are long. You're going to give and give and give your life energy to people. And a lot of times it's reciprocated, but you're going to outpour so much more than is put into you. You are going to be a fountain that basically never turns off. Like that's it. You're just going to give and give and give and give and give. And a lot of coaches leave the field because it is tough. You know, you don't stay in this by accident. You have to really give a shit about it. And it can't be for the money. Uh, it can't be for the fake famous stuff on the internet. You have to do it because you really give a shit about people. And it, it, things are a little different now with the internet and the way things have evolved. So like there's an opportunity to make obviously a shit ton of money in fitness, you know, all relative to, you know, other industries, but that's not why you get into it. And that's not why you stay in it. So if you're in fitness for that long, it is not by accident. You have a passion for it and you really care about it and you're not willing to sell your dream for something else because you have to learn, you have to adapt. And it's a, it's a completely different profession than the one that obviously I stepped into. Everything has evolved, exercise, equipment, programming, the business side of it. You have a deeper understanding of exercise science and physiology and biomechanics. It's just, you have to learn a lot if you want to be good and play the game. And this is not a knock on anybody, but if you're in something and you quit doing it, you're selling your, if it's your dream and it's really your passion and you're like, well, I'm going to quit and go do this because I'm going to make 150 grand a year doing that, or I'm going to make 200 grand a year doing that. Or in fitness, I was only making a hundred, but I can go do this and make 225. That's fine. Like respect. Like I'm not here to tell you what to do with your money or how to make business decisions, but you sold your dream for 125 K. Like what does your dream cost? And this is not judgment here. Again, you might be happier doing, you know, selling insurance or doing medical device sales or whatever it is. And all that stuff is awesome. And they're all helpful jobs and they're all great, you know, respectable careers. And I've shared this before in here. My dream was to do this, was to work for myself and be my own boss and not hate my fucking Wednesday. That was the dream. Uh, It's evolved and moved since then. And if you told me tomorrow, hey, Jeremy, if you do, if you sell insurance, which, sorry, D'Lo, it's great. He crushes it. He makes a ton of money. D'Lo, love, he's on my Instagram all the time. He's been on this podcast before. He sells insurance and he does it better than anybody I've ever seen. He's a fucking gangster. Uh, it's not my passion. If he said, I'll pay you $5 million next year to sell insurance with me, I would politely decline. Because my dream is not to do that. And I'm not going to stop this and sell my dream for $5 million. Now, there's probably a price there at some point. I don't know what it is. But it's not that. Because this is what I love and this is what I do. And so it's tough to stay in something 
in work for year and year and year and year and year and year and it doesn't show up. And that's the, the hard part a lot of times young coaches come into this industry and they work with us here and they're great and they're enthusiastic and after a year and a half or two years or three years they're like, well, fuck man, this is a lot of work and it hasn't popped off yet. Like, you know, Jeremy, you're doing all this. I'm like, yeah, dude. It's just like you're going on year 14 solo. Like, there's a big difference between year two and year eight, year eight and year 12, year 12 and year 14. Things are going to come with that. And it's, it's tough. It's tough to stay into something um, when it's a grind, especially early on. So you really do have to love it. And it's why I tell, you know, any young coach or young person, one of the best things you can do is, is find a mentor, you know, find somebody you can look up to and ask questions of, but it's not a sexy sell. What, what we, what we do here, you know, on the internet looks sexy, but it's a, it's a grind. It really is. You have to work long hours and you have to do a lot of things up front for free and maybe not for free, but you're doing things today that you're not going to get paid for, for five years. Are you okay with just laying a foundation, 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 and building on that and then having it pay off in five years or six years or seven years or 10 years? A lot of people aren't because we're in a world right now where there seems to be a push to, you know, just get money, you know, or secure the bag and go out on your own and do your own thing. And I respect the hell out of that. And while I'm a huge believer in entrepreneurship, it's never a bad idea to work under somebody who's been doing it for a long time and learn from them. It becomes a cheat code to your career success. And even the coaches that run their own business still need mentors. Like I've got a bunch of great fitness pros like in my pocket here. I've been part of mastermind groups with them. I have what I like to believe is some of the smartest people in the industry in my phone. We've had them on our podcast. I get to talk to them. I get to bounce questions off them. I've been very fortunate that way. But I was always willing to sit in a room and be fucking quiet and listen way more than I talked. And there's a ton of people I consult with around the world on outside of that. So I'm just sharing that for the fact that I know a lot of people get frustrated and, and things don't work as quickly as they want to or move the way that they want to. Um, people on a fitness journey, people in their career journey. But just know if you're passionate about it and you love it and you're willing to put in the work and you give it time, it is going to pay off for you. And the end of the quote here uh, that they had was just, and I quote, beware of an old man in a profession where men usually die young. Bodhi, beware of an old man in a profession where men usually die young. So here we are. Uh, that's just a side note for all my fitness pros out there. Just, you know, if you guys got a dream and you, and you really want to do it, then just stick with it. And maybe along the way you realize that it wasn't your passion and you know, life is going to pull you in, in 10 different directions. And what I'll say is this, if you're young and you're doing something, you're 25, 27, 30 years old, 35 years old, you have a long time left to change lanes and pick a different path. And if you're 25 and you do fitness for five years and you end up being 30 and you're like, you know what? It's great, but it's really not my passion. It's just a schedule or 
the setup or, you know, the, the customer service aspect of it or who knows what it is just wasn't for you. Or you, you change and you have different interests. Like what I think is cool now at 39 is way different than 19. You know, even from 29 to 39, I have a, a different perspective on life and, and what matters. And the point I'm, I'm driving at is you can do something from 25 to 30 and then do a completely different job at 30 and you still have basically, you know, two more fucking lifetimes to live. And I know everybody thinks they have to be on the schedule. And uh, I'll talk about this with Heather Moore, but there's a phrase that I would always use with uh, friends of ours. And it would be established by 35, retire by 40. And uh, it sounds funny, you know, like when you hear it and people used to laugh at me when I would say it when I was, you know, 28 years old. And now here I am and like, a lot of that can, can, can be true if I wanted it to be, but you think, oh man, well, I'm this age, I'm this old. I'm like, dude, when you're 40, you're not old. When you're 50, you're not old. When you're 60, you're not old. You have so many years left to play the game, especially if you're, you're, you know, in the twenties range, you can fuck up and fail and do 10 different careers. I got real good friends who are, you know, 42, 43 years old, who've had 20 careers at this point, And now they, you know, started their own business or their own company, or they found their passion and they can just crush it for as long as they want to. And so there's no wrong answers. And you got to be okay with, you know, taking chances and risks and, and seeing what, what you want to do and what works for you. But don't get married to, it has to work out on this timeline. Because there's things I'm doing today that I never thought would even be on my radar and things that I never thought would be possible. And I've been places and I've seen things that, you know, I never could have imagined, but I was just willing to put my head down and just work and just, you know, keep playing and playing and playing. And I'm not worried about the, the final score because I'm like, if you're still in the first quarter or the second quarter, just keep playing the game, man. And you can always come back to it. And I'll say this before I move on to the point of today. If you're doing a career and a job you don't love, Every second of every day, that's okay. Um, I love this, and there's 90% of it I would do for free. 10% of it I would give away if this had nothing to do with money whatsoever. And even as much as I love it, there's days where I'm like, fuck, man, this sucks. I don't really feel like doing this today. Uh, my wife, like, you know, there's days where she, like, loves what she does, and it's it's fun, and it's flowing, and she's crushing it, and the benefits and the money and all that's great. And then I'll come home, like, on you know, every, you know, 10th day. And she's like, God, what a train wreck today was super stressful. It sucked. I don't want to deal with this. And she's got 18 different problems. That's called normal. That's called being a normal human. So you don't look at it as a micro and, and make a panic decision. Like look at the overall, like, do you like overall what you do most days? What's the benefits? What are the stresses? And then you pick a path from there and you might do some for 20 years and then change lanes. Who knows what I'll be doing in, you know, a year from now or three years from now or five years from now. I think I know exactly what it will be, but who knows? You got to be willing to pivot and shift and flow. But if you're passionate about it and you love it, my advice is pour your all into it and do not quit when it gets tough. Do not give up when it gets difficult. Do not change lanes. Just put your fucking head down and go. And if that doesn't work out and you need to switch, then that's fine. But give it your all and really sell out to it and see if you're doing everything that's necessary to get you from where you are to where you want to go. Which brings me to the point of today, 35 minutes in, I'm sorry, you guys. Um, 
Pat Rigsby had sent out this nice little note here just saying, you know, a year from now, what will you have to show for what you're doing today? And if the answer doesn't excite you, maybe you need to rethink how you're investing your time, effort, energy. Too many people are reactive all day long. They simply deal with things as they come up. Problems, questions, obligations to fulfill. But they're not proactively doing much. They don't determine like where they want to be a year or two years or three years down the road. They don't create a plan to go from where they are to that final destination or to that destination, if you will, I guess, because nothing's really final until you drop dead. But you get the point. They don't proactively execute the plan. So if you think about it, like a year from now, what will you have to show for what you're doing today? A year from now, what will you have to show for your efforts today? If you're not excited about the answer, perhaps you should consider a new plan, one that might yield a different and a better answer, and more importantly, a better result. Maybe you invest in a coach. Maybe you invest in a community or a team, or you change your inner circle around a bit so you have a better support system and a better approach so you don't find yourself in the same spot 365 days from today. In terms of health and fitness, how you look, how you move, how you feel, your eating habits, drinking habits, your training habits, this is an easy one to pinpoint and drill down. A year from now, so December 3rd, 2023, what are you going to have to show for your efforts today? How are you eating? What are your drinking habits like? What is your training like? How are you sleeping? What are you reading? Who are you surrounded by? Who are you learning from? And if you take that in your fitness and you apply it to your education, to your career, to your relationships, to your, you know, a bucket list, if you will, to your financial goals, they all work the same. You have to invest in things today if you want them to be different a year from now. Things aren't magically going to just happen. If you're the person who, you know, you got to horseshoe up your ass and all these lucky things just kind of fall in your lap, you know, 24-7, 365, that's awesome. For the rest of us, we don't have that luxury. We got to go out there and work. And so if your goal is to get out of debt, if you want to get a promotion or you want to start your own business or you're trying to, you know, travel the world, these are financial goals. These are educational goals. These things take budgeting and mapping and planning and timing. And you have to be willing to do things today so you a year from now is not in the same boat. You've all heard the phrase, if you keep doing what you've always been doing, you're going to keep getting what you've always got. If you want to be better, you have to do better. Which ties into this great little message from Justin Yule. And he asked a question, are you waiting until January? And a lot of people do this. They punt December. And I'm going to go back and I'm going to, I'm going to actually go over and, and tie this into nutrition really fast. But people don't just punt December. People punt like July or they punt August, depending on what part of the country you live in. What I mean is I find people are on, hey, we're on summer vacations and holidays. And I'm not saying don't go enjoy your life and do fun things and relax and have fun. But when you're being lazy middle of summer and when you're being lazy all of December, you're basically giving away two months of the year. 
and then you wonder why you're not as far along. Well, we just kind of, you know, we let the budget go for those two months, or oh, we kind of just ate and drank like shit those two months, or oh, we really didn't, you know, plan it what we wanted. To, like, you have to just stay the course. Plan your vacations and trips and the times to, you know, maybe take your foot off the gas a little bit. But if you want to really move the needle forward, you you got to stop giving away whole days, whole weeks, and whole months. It's the bit like I went to this wedding last night, like I mentioned. Um, obviously, it was not in my plan. We made it work. And I'm happy to sit there and reminisce with like some of my best friends from, you know, when we were just all little knucklehead criminal idiots. And uh, I'll sit there and have, you know, a whiskey on the rocks on a Friday night, which like I never do. And there's nothing wrong with that. But Friday night, I go to sleep early. I get here Saturday early as hell. We work, we film, we do all our stuff. Um, and I was willing to pivot and do that. And that's one little thing. It's not this, you know, normal routine of me doing that 24-7, 365. And I'm willing to have fun in like, and be in that little narrow lane but I find most people do that all of December. All the social drinking, all the holiday parties, all the over, extra, and beyond. Which brings me to this great post. This was actually probably posted about 10 days ago. But it holds true. And this is why I ask, you know, hey, are you waiting till January to get your shit in gear? And... If there's 39 days until January 1st, so think about this, like right before Christmas time, right? 39 days before January 1st. This is what a lot of people do. If you eat three meals a day, that's 117 total meals. And people will always come to us and say, well, you know, Jeremy, it's so tough during the holidays because with parties and, uh, you know, the holiday days themselves and travel and family and all the things, like it's really tough to eat right. Um, Yeah, I get it. It is. It's really tough to fucking eat right every day. It's really tough to not drink booze every day. Like I could easily every Friday night have a couple of whiskeys. Like that could become an easy routine. I can see how that's like, oh, let's put the fire on. Let's watch a show. Let's drink some booze. Like, yeah, sounds fucking great. So does eating pizza and cinnamon rolls for breakfast and having a Capri Sun and fruit by the foot like I was 12. But I'm not fucking 12 anymore. You know, at some point, like I got to grow up if I want to, you know, reach certain goals and attain certain things. I'm not judging anybody. I'm just giving you an example of it's really easy to wander into those things. And it's really easy to let the holidays kind of take you over. I get it. But if you eat three meals a day, it's 117 total meals, the last 39 days of the year. Thanksgiving day is one meal. Okay. If you're going to go crazy on Christmas Eve and Christmas day, That'd be four meals, so two big-ass meals on Christmas Eve, two big-ass meals on, on Christmas Day, one meal on New Year's Day if you're going to go gnarly. Like, you can eat great all day. If you want to go out and get shit-faced, that's fine. And then parties. How many holiday parties legitly do you have after Thanksgiving, not counting Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and New Year's? Five? If you're doing five, that's one a week. So... That's the, that's the most I think would go on. If you're doing more than one holiday party per week over the last five weeks of the year, stop being so popular. Get rid of your friends or get healthier friends. Uh, I'm joking, but, but seriously, like what the fuck, right? So if you look at it, that's 11 total holiday meals. One on Thanksgiving, two on Christmas Eve, two on Christmas Day, one on New Year's Day, and five holiday parties. 
That's a total of 11 holiday meals. Yet you're waiting until January 1st to start your health journey because of 11 out of 117 meals. Does that not sound like the biggest bullshit cop-out excuse and waste of time that's ever been? I say that because if you're going to eat 117 meals and if you commit to 11 of them being complete horseshit, what are you doing with the other 106 meals? I mean, think about that. You can still make 106 great choices even if you make 11 trash ones. Again, there's something to think about if you're delaying putting in effort and making progress towards the things you want to do because you have a choice and this is a health and fitness podcast. So I'm going to tie this to health and fitness the rest of the way out. But if you guys want to apply it to your financial life, which we're having Pat Darby on tomorrow to talk all about finances and saving and investing and, and how you spend your money, I think it'll be helpful, but you have a choice. Do you actually want to make progress and be a different version of yourself? Or are you just okay doing the same old shit, getting the same old results? And there's no judgment here. I don't care what you choose. But you can't do both. You can eat supportively over the next few weeks and enjoy the holidays. This is all from Justin Yule right here. Treat each meal as an opportunity to be intentional about your choices. Actually change some habits moving forward. Choose to eat protein with each meal so you feel satisfied and you curb a lot of the cravings you would likewise have. Choose to eat an extra serving of vegetables because your body is literally craving these micronutrients. Choose to eat pumpkin pie because it's your favorite food on on Christmas or Thanksgiving. That's totally cool. Choose to enjoy a glass of wine and then maybe drink a little bit of water so you stay hydrated. Choose to bake cookies with your friends and family and enjoy eating them because it's one of the few times a year you're going to do it and it's just like this rare, you know, yearly tradition. No different than me going out last night and having, you know, two whiskeys on the rocks. Uh, it wasn't my favorite whiskey, by the way. Um, just to have a couple of drinks with your homies and reminisce and have a great time. Again, that day's never coming again. So you make it a priority and you, even though I hadn't planned it out, I slotted it into my week because I wasn't drinking eating shit prior to that. So bake the cookies, do the fun things, make it worth it. But on the other days, maybe choose to skip the processed carbs that you really don't need and you really don't enjoy. Choose to release kind of that all or nothing mindset around food and exercise. Like we mentioned, if it's 117 meals you're going to eat, you can eat 11 like trash, but keep the other 106 in check. You can choose to thrive and, and win the holiday season. You can enjoy the holidays with food, with drink, with friends, with family. And you can also choose to continue to work towards your health and fitness goals. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It's not a zero-sum game. You have to be willing to make good decisions no matter what season of life it's in. You can't just stop and do, hey, well, I'm only healthy or I'm only unhealthy. No, no, no. Then you're only unhealthy. A healthy person doesn't do that shit. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like, well, I'm, I'm good for a month, then I'm bad for a month. Well, then you're just fucking overall bad. Because you look at the macro... That's doing so much more damage than it is good. 
you have to start to find a sustainable lifestyle and a balance. That's what we coach here. That's what we teach here. That's what I want for everybody. Is it easy? No, it's hard to do. But over time, if you start to release that all or nothing mentality, it is going to naturally happen. The biggest thing is your environment. You need an environment that is supporting your goals and one that is not hurting you and your goals. There's a quick two-step strategy to have a supportive environment. Here's some specific examples for you guys. First, your environment should make it easy for you to follow through and hit your goals. Second, it should make it harder for you not to follow through on your goals. Yes, those are two different things. Number one, your environment should make it easier for you to follow through on your goals. And second, it should make it harder for you not to follow through on them. I'm doing a podcast right now in my office, which is literally 50 feet away from all the dopest sports equipment I would ever need to train. Push a sled, ride an assault bike, ski, roll, run, monkey bars, dumbbells, kettlebells, sleds, push, pull, you name it. We have everything here. That is me making the environment easy for me to follow through and hit my goals. Number two, when I go home, there is not cookies, cakes, chips, and shit in the house. That is me making the environment harder to not follow through on my goals. Because how am I going to cheat and eat a bunch of shit when I don't have it in the house? I have to physically go out and make a decision to get it. So if you have a craving or something's calling your name, what am I going to do? Open up the fridge and be like, oh man, I'm going to go crazy on some, some chicken and some blueberries. Wild fucking night here. It just doesn't exist. I have made it very hard to not follow through when I'm at home. Same works for here. So if you have, for example, you if it's you're the early risers, you set a goal for exercising before work. First, make it easier to follow through. Have your workout clothes ready. Have your water bottle, have your music ready. Have your exercise gear ready to go and waiting for you by the door or somewhere where you get ready in the morning. You don't have to look through and pick the perfect matching outfit or whatever your you know, brain is telling you, oh, I got to do this. And if I don't do this, no. Prepare the night before. Second, make it harder not to follow through. Force yourself to get out of bed by placing your phone or whatever alarm you choose to use across the room. So you actually have to get up off your ass and turn it off. Personally, I do this. Uh, we've talked about it before on here. I put my cell phone in the bathroom. I never sleep with it next to the bed. For one, the thing goes off every two seconds, so I don't need to see the screen light up and get all the messages and notifications. And I don't need to be on it in bed. I've given enough to social media and emails and texts and to all the clients. Like, it's done. And so when my alarm does go off, which admittedly now it's like I'm up before it is anyway, which is super annoying, and my dog is up begging for treats, it's in the other room. So on the days where maybe I don't get up before the alarm, I got to get up off my ass, walk across the bedroom, over into the bathroom, and turn the thing off. It's you guys not making it difficult for yourself in one way, but making it difficult for yourself in another way. Does that make sense? You're making it 
not difficult because you're laying out your clothes, your exercise gear, and you have everything ready by the door, and you're making it difficult to stay in bed and lay there. Hopefully you're following me here. You have to create these things that prompt the behavior to get you from point A to point B. Because if what you're doing isn't working, these things that make it easier in one avenue but harder in the other are going to put you in a position to be successful. If your goal is to clean up your eating, first, have healthier options in the pantry, in the fridge, all around your house, just like we do. Second, don't keep the shit in your house. Or if you have kids and a partner who's not on board, have someone else place them out of view. Have them hide them somewhere in your house where you can't see them and you don't even know they're there. Admittedly, I'll do this uh, to Heather if I want to have cinnamon rolls like once a week or if it's cookies or whatever the fuck it is. And I get it, I will hide it from Heather. So she cannot see it and she cannot find it. One, um, those are my treats. They ain't hers. So she doesn't need to be picking at them um, because she's one of those. Hey, do you want anything? No, I don't want anything. And then you get it and then she picks at it and wants to eat it. And I'm like, fuck, I offered you some, but you didn't want it. This is mine. Stop eating it. It's a married thing. Uh, But I'll hide it from her. So that way she doesn't know it's there. Out of sight, out of mind. If you move down to other goals in your life, maybe you're going to take a break from social media. One, or if it's not social media, maybe it's Netflix or uh, whatever your guilty pleasure is. Heather is Hallmark movies. Uh, Sometimes it's like Dateline, you name it. If she was like, she rarely watches TV, but let's say her and I were binge watching, uh, it would never be Hallmark movies. If it was like uh, something on Netflix or if it was Dateline, because we're those old people and we're just, we're watching Dateline and, and it was getting in the way of us, you know, being physically active or, you know, doing mobility or eating better. We need to have a replacement activity. Maybe it's reading, maybe it's working out, uh, maybe it is mobility or a, a different side hustle to get us away from social media or from Netflix. And second, it would be putting your remote in the drawer or putting your phone somewhere where it's not in the same room with you. You know, so you're kind of, you're radically changing the environment and rearranging your furniture. So maybe, you know, the TV isn't the main focal point of the living room. There's a million examples I could give. I say social media because that's a huge one for a lot of people. Again, when I sit with, you know, Heather on the couch and we're going to watch a a movie or a game or something, 99% of the time I do not have my phone in the same room. Uh, Because I'm done with it for the day, I've given enough, it's too much. And I don't want to be with her and not be with her. And, I, and I'm not judging anybody. You guys do what's best for you in your life and makes you happy. But I see a lot of people become addicted to social media and scrolling and this mindless, you know, vortex and rabbit holes that, that can suck you in. And I get it, man. That's what's built for. The people who created are, are much smarter than you give them credit for. They know what the fuck they're doing. Their goal is to keep you on the platform as long as humanly possible and keep you engaged as long as they can. But if I'm with my friends, like last night, I left my phone um, on the table where we sat for dinner, we took a picture at the end of the night, but I have no video of it and I have no other photos other than the ones we all took as a group because I was actually there. I wasn't looking at, you know, my text. I wasn't looking at uh, Instagram or the app or uh, ESPN or anything. I didn't give a shit. I didn't even know Utah and USC were playing until like the very end of the night when our, my buddy's like, oh man, it's halftime. I'm like, oh, crazy. I forgot the Pac-12 championships even going on. Because I was actually there. I didn't want to miss that moment with my friends. 
because I was on social media. When I sit with my wife because I work all day and she works all day and we want to spend, you know, a couple waking hours together, I want to be there with her and with my dog and, and talk to her and see her and be present and not just stare at my phone. And so what I do is I keep it in a different room. I make it easier in one way to do it and then harder in another way. So if I do want to get up and go check it, I got to walk my ass all the way across the house to go check my email. So all these work the same for any goal you guys have. If your goal is to get out of debt, you have to have a budget for the month. You have to have a list of fixed costs. You have to create like a P&L sheet basically for your life and say, you know, how are we going to, you know, use this money? You have to have buckets basically. What you save, what you invest, and what you spend, which is all you can really do with your dollars anyway. So if you have these financial goals, well, we need to have a, a budget. Okay, here's our fixed cost. Here's how much debt we have left to pay off. And how are we going to pay the debts off? Is it, you know, kind of the Dave Ramsey snowball effect, you know, smallest to largest, you know, no matter what the interest rate is or is on interest rate, there's no wrong way to do it. But you have to have buckets for your money. Here's what we save every month. Here's what we invest every month. And here's what we're going to spend in every month. And giving every dollar an assignment, basically, you know, so you're, you're doing asset allocation of your money to get out of debt, to save money for a rainy day, to invest in things or, you know, buy a car or a house, or whatever you're trying to do. Because if you don't give every dollar an assignment, if you don't really be diligent with your money, you tend to overspend. And people listen like, well, Jeremy, no, Americans do tend to overspend like crazy. Credit card debt is an all-time high. Uh, people's savings accounts are at all-time lows. And you look at the average American, about 75% of people are living paycheck to paycheck, meaning they are, you know, hanging on by a thread. They're living the, the leverage game and they're living in debt. Some people can do it great. Most people suck at it. It's the same thing with your calories, right? And your macros. It's easy to wander into being overweight. It's easy to overeat food. It's easy to overdrink. It's just as easy to be overweight as it is to be in debt. You wander into both because it doesn't happen instantaneously. It's a slow progression. Well, I'm 500 bucks, you know, behind this month. I'm you know, 1200 bucks behind next month. And all of a sudden you're, you know, $15,000 in credit card debt. Well, I gained two pounds this summer and then I gained another three pounds, you know, in the winter time. And then over the course of the last five years, I've just gained 20 pounds of shit. You get the picture. You need a one-two punch to move you guys forward. You really do. So think about that in terms of your goals and where you're at today. No matter what your Think about what do you want to accomplish in the next 12 months? Career, relationship, finance, fitness, nutrition, eating habits, drinking habits, you name it. You need a one-two punch. In one respect, you have to make it easier for you to reach your goals. And two, you need to create barriers where it's going to be hard for you to not reach your goals. I use the gym here as an example, and I should be fit. This thing's called Jeremy Scott Fitness. It's just kind of, you know, what I do. It's really hard for me not to be fit. So when people compare and say, well, Jeremy, I want to do exactly what you do and the way you do it. I'm like, you're fucking crazy. I work here. My name's in the building. It's on the t-shirts. This entire brand basically started from me just like being fit. And then I actually learned what the hell I was doing. But how can I not be? I don't have 10 kids running around my house. 
My wife is super healthy, eats even more vegetables than I fucking do. And I work here. So I have access to what I consider one of the dopest private gyms of all time. I can play what I want on the TVs. I can play the music I want. I can kick everybody out. I can do anything I want. I can buy any piece of equipment I would ever need. I can bring in savage training partners and I can go home to a house filled with food that I am choosing to buy and eat. So in one way, I've made it super easy for me to crush it and super hard not for me to be successful. And you need that one-two punch. So take some time here as you kind of map out your goals for the next 365 days. Take some time to evaluate your current situation and your current environment. And if you want to be in a different spot a year from today, you're going to have to do some different things. And that's okay. And it's pretty fucking cool because you're the CEO. You're in the driver's seat. Nobody else is writing the story for your life but you. And lastly, I touched on this earlier real quick. If you quit every time you don't feel like it, or when you're not seeing massive progress really fast, or when you hit an obstacle, or when things aren't moving exactly the way you want them to, or you get, you know, thrown for a loop, or something happens in your personal life, and maybe it's not a perfect day. If you quit and give up every time that happens, if you always sell yourself on a reason why you can't do it, if you always buy into the bullshit excuses you keep putting in your head, you'll never get anywhere. You'll never finish anything. You'll never really make progress. The start, stop, start, stop. You'll just keep spinning your wheels. I've said this a thousand times on here and I'll say it again. Life is an uphill battle. You cannot coast your way to your goals. If you coast, you are going to go backwards. Father time is undefeated. It's even beaten LeBron. If you've seen the commercials and uh, all of us are getting older, softer and wrinklier and we have less time today than we did yesterday. So we have to be super diligent with where we're at and where we want to go. And that's, if you take away nothing from anything I said this entire year, and thank you guys, obviously, who on Spotify have shared your year-end rap and have listened to me talk for like five, 6,000 minutes or something crazy. It's really humbling. I appreciate you. It means a lot. Keep sharing those things. Uh, Heather and I love seeing them. It's just, it's insane. And we appreciate you more than you know. Take this from me. If you quit and give up every time it's tough or difficult or you have a minor setback, you're never going to get where you want to go. You're never going to achieve anything and nothing's going to work out for you. But what I can promise you is if you do not quit, if you do keep showing up, if you do keep putting in effort and you do keep inching forward every day, when things go wrong, if you just retool and recalibrate and keep putting in the work, you're going to fucking crush it. And a year from now, you're going to be like, holy shit, I became this version of myself that I never thought was possible. Because I said this on Instagram the other day, all those roadblocks, all those setbacks, all those days where, you know, things didn't feel perfect. Those things never bury you. They're not there to bury you, you guys. Like the the failures and the fuck ups and the things that go wrong, they suck. I get it. But they're not there to bury you. They're just there to plant you for the moment. 
to grow into this badass version of you. So the next time something comes your way, maybe it doesn't even plant you. Maybe you just steamroll right the fuck over it and you just keep things moving. So as you look at your goals for 2023, are you set up for success? Do you have this very basic, you know, kind of one-two punch set up? And if not, let's make it happen. And if you don't be a lazy ass and just take the first steps right now to outline a roadmap to how you want to get where you want to go, it'll be possible for you guys. So take that with you. Again, just a a little quick rant here on if you want to be somewhere different a year from today, that's how you get there. I can't give you all the details because I don't know exactly where you guys are at. Obviously, if you guys ever want to hop on a call with me, we do those too. The link's in the show notes. You can talk to me. I'm happy to walk you through exactly, you know, what my gorilla brain would do and what I've seen people do here over the years. Uh, again, I talk about a lot of the stuff inside the app too with you guys. I answer every question if you want to hop in there. Otherwise, I appreciate you guys for listening. If you happen to be on Apple Podcast, drop us a five-star, leave a comment. I'd appreciate it. If you're on Spotify, Drop us a five-star there. It takes two seconds. If you guys ever on Google and you're doing Google reviews, we'll take those too. That really does help our business a a ton here. Uh, It means a lot. We have damn near 400 of those. I've only seen one other business that I've worked with that has more. So uh, it says a lot about you guys. I appreciate it. And uh, again, if you think this will help a friend or fan member light a fire up under their ass, send it to them. And again, if you guys do listen to these, share them on Instagram, share them on Facebook and YouTube. We love resharing them and, and hearing from you. And, uh, Yeah, if you want a free sample of Athletic Greens, Beam, CBD, hit me up. I'll send the free samples. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow. God, I I never do podcasts on Saturday. It just seems my whole week's, not my whole week's going to be off. And so because I was a dumbass and almost went to my real good friend's wedding on a Saturday when it was on a Friday, my whole week's going to be shit. And now my brain is just going to be garbage. Man, I might be losing it. I'm getting old here. Um, I'll be back tomorrow, Sunday, December the 4th with uh, Pat Darby talking all things finance, money, investing, taxes, and uh, all the things that have to do with that part of uh, life here. So hope you guys have an awesome rest of your Saturday or whenever you are listening to this. And again, keep giving us shout outs on Instagram and Facebook. And if you want to work with us, join the Jeremy Scott Fitness app. All the links to all that stuff's in the show notes. I'll give you guys as much free, awesome content as I possibly can. And uh, if there's anything else I can do for you, please just let me know. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.